On today's Question of Faith, can a Taylor Swift concert be a religious experience? Hey everybody, this is Question of Faith. I am Mike Hayes. I am the Young Adult Ministry Director in the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damian Ferentz, the Vicar for Evangelization. And my name is Emily Allen. I'm the Director of Archives for the Diocese of Cleveland. You are indeed. And you're a Swifty. I'm like a, I'm not a, I, I don't know if I'd describe myself as like a hardcore Swifty. Mm-hmm. My friends showed me what it means to be a hardcore Swifty when I signed up to do this whole experience. I am sitting here wearing a shirt with Taylor Swift's face on it, you though. Are. So maybe I am a Swifty. And a bracelet of some sort, right? Yeah, my friendship bracelets. Um, my friend, so I went with two of my friends. And one of them bought these friendship bracelets off of Etsy. And I didn't realize the friendship bracelets were a thing until about a week before the concert. So I, like, uh. went to Target and bought a bunch of beads and, like, wanted to make friendship bracelets. And then life got in the way and that didn't happen. <laughs> um, but I remember one of my friends when we – because I got the tickets in November, right? Because you had to get these ridiculously early. About a month in, a month after we got the ticket, she texted me and she was like, so what's our costume for this? And I was like, we're, we're wearing costumes. <laughs> <laughs> so now wait, so where did, where did you see the concert? In Pittsburgh. So the Eras Tour is, is Taylor Swift's you know, sweeping the nation tour that she's been doing. There's rumors of a second U.S. leg and we're talking about where we want to go back, especially if mm. she picks up Cleveland on the way through the second one. I thought I she know. was coming to Indianapolis. That was closest or something. And Toronto for next next fall? Yeah, next fall she's in Toronto, I'm pretty sure New Orleans, and Indianapolis. But that's mm. all she's announced thus far, and there's rumors that she's going to announce more. Well, yeah, why oh. not? I mean, it's... Well, yeah. if she comes to Cleveland, I'd have to do some cultural research. Yeah, I would have to do that with you, I think. Mm. <laughs> I have to figure that out. It's yeah. It's worth it. It's so worth it. Yeah. So I loved it. Was it a religious experience? Was it spiritual? Like, talk to us. You know, I, as the diocesan archivist, I've been spent, and being in the middle of the Eucharistic revival, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about the 1935 Eucharistic Congress that was held here in mm, Cleveland. Right, right, right. Um, and so we're in Heinz Field, and you'll notice I called it Heinz Field and not Acrisure Stadium because right. I am Acrisure as heck not calling it that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Nobody knows what it means. Exactly. And all diehard Pittsburghers like myself are still angry about it. So anyways, we're sitting in Heinz Field and uh, watching Taylor perform, and all I can think about is, wow. You know, at the Eucharistic Congress, the stadium was this full. Mm-hmm. The stadium was this full, and this many people, I mean, there people were, like, clinging on to every single word that Taylor said. And so I started thinking about this. I was like, I was like, how many of these people go to church on Sunday? How many of these people, like, this is, like, the, the there were girls sitting in front of us, the one girl made an outfit that was an exact replica of one of the outfits that Taylor wore on stage that night. And she was, and I remember her saying like right before Taylor came on stage, she was like something, something, something about the best night of my life. Mm. And I'm like, okay, if this is like the epitome of your life, (laughs) (laughs) that's, that's going to be really disappointing. Like, yeah. Five glad, years from now. Yeah, glad to have that wrapped up at what twenty four, maybe, you know. <laughs> right. Case, you know? She was she was definitely younger than me, so um 
Yeah. And so I just, like, the part of me that is still, like, a missionary, because I say all the time, like, once you once you become a missionary, you don't stop becoming a missionary. Your mission just changes. Mm-hmm. I was, I just started thinking about, like, you know, what is it, what is it about this, ta- what is it about Taylor, and what is it about the Taylor Swift concert that has everybody just, like, completely... I don't even know the right word. Enraptured, like, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, would this many people today show up for the Eucharist? I mean, I guess we'll find out in Indianapolis next summer. Well, they did but, it World Youth Day just last month. With well, the that's Holy true. Father, You're right. One and a half million. Right. So, that's a good point. Yeah. So the, I, I, I too am very interested in this phenomenon, whether it's with music or with sports, yep. because even this past Sunday or two Sundays ago, when the Browns had their home opener at Cleveland Browns Stadium, five in the morning, people were lined up in their RVs and their vans getting ready to pull in the Muni lot and have community. They're wearing particular um, outfits. There's a particular culture, and there's a particular ritual that people go through, and then they do it together, and then there's something about being gathered with a bunch of people who are doing pretty much the same thing together. They share um, food. Share food. They share some chants, and uh, mm-hmm. and and there's something about that 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 rings true to human experience and human beings like that. And you all, all you need to look to is ticket sales to see that that's the case. Yeah. But what Emily's saying here is. It doesn't last because the the longing that we have is actually for more than just that. It's it's for heaven. It's for God Himself. So, but there, but to discount uh, someone's experience or quote unquote a religious experience of a, a concert of something that's beautiful, or even like Taylor Swift's music, she like young people, particularly women, connect to her. They feel seen. They feel understood, yep. and yes. and they love it. And I'm similar to Springsteen, man. I go to a Springsteen show. I'm singing along and sometimes goosebumps and like, yeah, there's there's a moment there that can't be denied that something is happening. I mean, every time Swift sings Long Live, I just, I, I, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> like I, I get that, you know what I mean? And same with Bruce, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you and I are both big I don't know Bruce Long fans. Live. Should I know Long Live? I guess long I'm live, not a Swift you know. Is that um, the 10 minute long song? No, that's the all too well 10 minute version. Oh. Um, that, that song does it for me, but... Mm. Um, you know, I, I've been liking Long Live, too. I've been listening to it a lot more. And I think it's really for, like, people who are very nostalgic about, like, a particular time in their life. Correct. Because, like, I, I find myself being very nostalgic for college. And I think mm-hmm. Long Live really captures a lot of that. And I was even thinking, too, as I was sitting there, you know, the, all the same things you were saying, Father Damien. Like, we can't discount this. Like, there's something real here. And it and it occurred to me when Taylor was singing Enchanted, um, and there's a line in the song, I was enchanted to meet you. And at that point, because she's very theatrical, like she had us all, she knew that she had us all at like the tip of her tongue, or the, not her tongue, the like palm, her finger, like at her fingertips. Her yeah, in the palm yeah. of her hand. Like, you know, it was so funny. She would like, you know, like point at different sections of the crowd and everybody would just like go, oh my gosh, it's Taylor Swift. Um, and I mean, I was doing the same thing. Like, like, oh my gosh, it's Taylor Swift. I love that. (laughs) It sounds like a meme. (laughs) But so in Enchanted, she was wearing the most gorgeous dress I've ever seen in my entire Mm. life. Like, I was like, I really wish I could own this dress. It's beautiful. And I was enchanted to meet you. She bowed down and pointed to the rest of us. And I was like, that is genuine. 
she is genuinely very happy that 77,000 people are packed into Heinz Field right now singing these songs with her. She genuinely, there's no no part of her that's not genuine. I think every time she shows up somewhere, she is herself. And she, and what the things that she is saying, she means them. And, you know, I think a lot of people, I think there's places in the church where that's happening, but I also think there's places in the church where that's not happening too. And I think that's what is and what is not genuine, genuine or authenticity. I think the genuine authenticity, like there's, there's some times where, and, and people have encountered this where they feel like, I don't feel like I'm seen by the church Mm -hmm. or like, I don't feel like I'm seen by this person or like, there's like something that I can't connect to, but like God and Jesus, like the Trinity is the most knowable thing being in the universe, right? God is so knowable that he renders himself unknown. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how we fix that disconnect or like help people. Well, I think the credible witness piece is very important. And mm. obviously Pope Francis is big on that. And so you know, Benedict, his emphasis on the saints, John Paul II, going back to even Paul VI, that was, it was a big part of yeah. Evangelion Untiandi saying we need witnesses, we need witnesses right? Sir. Yeah, that's very important. And I think um, the point of this, this is very important to me. When you're talking, I believe what you say. Yep. Yeah. Very important. And I think vulnerability goes into that a bit. I, I, if someone seems too perfect, I wonder like, ah. um, I think that's why witnesses are so important on uh, retreats in particular, or just in conversation with other people that you realize, wow, this is what Christian living looks like. And when you realize that it's, it's hard and uh, it takes some time and sometimes you trip up. I mean, that's why we have the Sacrament of Reconciliation. That's why you have community. You could say, I can, I can do that then. I can do that. I feel like this is, this is accessible to me. I can, I can find my way here. I think all that's very important. Yeah. yeah. And I think what you said before, Emily, about being genuine, I think is important. I think that, you know, that every once in a while, you know, I'm, I'm learning homiletics and in, in formation and, you know, and I think that you know, I, I'm I'm hard on preachers sometimes, just as a person who sits in the pew, right? And there are days where some preachers will come out and they'll have a, like a really written script, and they won't even look up from their thing. Usually, not here in this diocese, I might add. <laughs> but when someone like stands in front of us and talks to us, not necessarily at us. There, there's something there, you know. A preaching coach that that, that I know well, Father John Ganey, who's out in Boston, um, he used to say all the time. He said, you know, he would encourage the guys in homiletics class not to use their notes. He would say, if you can't remember it, they sure as heck never will. Right. And I was like, you know, there's something to that, and not to say you should never use your notes because sometimes you know memory is memory, right? But, you know, know what you want to say. And, and, and I think to Pope Francis's point, that kind of keeps it short, too, because you can't mm-hmm. remember everything. Sometimes what you don't say is more important than what you do say. Absolutely. And, and I think other people have kind of caught on to that in other forms of, of the secular world, you know, <laughs> including, you know, rock stars, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Taylor Swift doesn't look at her notes when she's singing a song. Although, 
Bruce Springsteen yep. and some of these bands, because they've written so many songs, sometimes do have the screen prompter so they don't yeah. get the words wrong. Oh, or, you have to. Or the or the the crowd will yell back like, "Oh, Jewel used to do that." She's like, oh, "Help me with the second verse," and then you deal out. <laughs> but and and I would say too, like sometimes for a wedding or especially a funeral homily. Oh yeah. You. I mean, it's nobody's fault to be writing things down. You can still write a text that can connect with people. And I, I, I think the point is, either way, it has to be authentic. Yes, that's right. And so yeah. if you're used to working from a text and you're trying to stand up there, it may actually seem more fake. So it's figuring out how to be the authentic right. son or daughter or the father that you're called to be. My trick is I always write how I talk. Right. That's Anytime what I, do I too. write yeah. a. That's something that, like, teachers have commented on from, like, middle school. They're like, your writing sounds exactly like you talking. And I think that yeah. brings in... And sometimes it's memory and time, right? Like, I didn't have enough time to memorize this, but I had enough time to write it. So I wrote it the way I would naturally say it. So this mm-hmm. way I can kind of deliver that in the way I intended to deliver it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, Taylor, she's not Catholic, but her brother Austin went to Notre Dame. I do oh, know did that. He? Okay. And when when one of my friends graduated in her masters, she got her masters from Notre Dame. Um, Taylor was there to see her brother graduate. I oh, know that's that that's cool. the case. And I, I've seen pictures of her in a Notre Dame hoodie or sweatpants or something. These are all the like little tidbits I don't know because, <laughs> like, I, I'm uh, my friends are really into the conspiracy theories too. Like, oh, Taylor like was wearing this color nail polish when she did this video, so she's going to release this album on this day, and we know this because of this. And Taylor does all those things. Interesting. But I'm like, these conspiracy theory Swifties are nope. a little little too much <laughs> for Easter me. eggs. She leaves you Easter. She eggs. leaves a lot of Easter eggs, but that's just that's. Wait, say more about that. I don't know about <laughs> well, this. Yeah, if you go on Jimmy Fallon and and she'll in the liner notes and on the mm-hmm. cover of her album, she's always thinking deeply about whatever she's going to put out, and she hides a lot of little favors, oh, Easter see. eggs for her fans. Now I yeah, get it. so everybody thought um, 1989. I think it was 1989. Taylor's version was going to mm-hmm. come out in December because in the promo video for the Speak Now Taylor's version album. She specifically was wearing multiple colors of nail polish. Uh. And the one, the two, she, at one point, she had two of her fingers on the album and pulled out, like, the record. And the colors you could see were red and green. And then she, like, switched her fingers and all you could see was a solid blue. And so, like, on my friendship bracelet, you see all these different color Mm -hmm. beads. They're all the different color albums. So debut is green. Fearless is yellow. Speak Now is purple. Red is red. 1989 is blue, uh, Reputation is black, Lover is pink, uh, Folklore is gray, Evermore is brown, and Midnight's is like a navy blue. And so... It's interesting. Those colors come up on my screen when I in, in my car when I listen to the albums. It's from gray to red. <laughs> I never <laughs> caught on to this. And you yeah. started out by saying you, you don't know if you're... You're totally a Swifty with that. <laughs> come on. I've learned come a on. lot. I've learned a lot yeah. from my friends... But yeah, so 1989 is blue, right? And so then you saw the blue nail polish. So everybody's like, 1989 is coming out on her birthday, December 13th. And it's not. It's coming out October 13th. But. Ah, it's wow. a Feast of St. Lucy. She was born on the Feast of St. Lucy. Hmm. I pray for Taylor every day by name at the end you of my do. rosary, along with a bunch of other artists. And her mother. I say, yeah, because your mom was battling with cancer. Yeah, so yeah. I never cancer, dropped her yeah. from my petition list. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think she's in remission, so that's good. Well, I'll still yeah. pray for her. You yeah, know, definitely. Once you're on, it's hard to get off my list. 
Ooh. So, so you're gonna go back. To, you're gonna go back to another concert. You're gonna be like, like, like those who tour with the Grateful Dead. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna you be the, a Swifty version of a Deadhead. No, I cannot afford it. That is absolutely yeah. true. Well, I thought about. I considered because she's doing like six shows in London. I was like, that would be fun. Now, when you get um, the, you don't have to answer this one. Get out of the sad if you don't want to. But <laughs> when you get the tickets as early as you did, mm-hmm. did you pay a cheaper price? I mean, I paid face value for them. That's good. That's I good. got mine at face value because I, I actually bought them here because it was a two. Yeah, it was a Tuesday, um, and so I brought my laptop because I had because I knew I was going to buy the tickets, and then I had like a virtual appointment with a healthcare provider like after work that I was just going to take in the bowels of the archives. Yeah, right. <laughs> and. Um, so I had my personal laptop with me that day and I was like, I didn't bring my charger cause I knew it was fully charged and my laptop. I was like, I've got plenty of room to spend like 15 minutes buying these tickets and like, you know, the hour I'm going to be on with this healthcare provider. And, uh, well at 10 30, I wow. was like, I'm going to be here for a while on Ooh. Ticketmaster's website. <laughs> Uh, five hours later, I finally made it through the queue. I had to borrow a laptop charger from Mary Benino wow. because we had the same laptop. Mm. <laughs> and you I just was like to thinking, keep hitting refresh. Is that is no? I just, just like I just left it open, and oh. then probably about one o'clock, I like carried my laptop around with me like all day. I didn't go to mass like I usually do, and <laughs> I um I started like moving up in the queue, and I was like, "There's going to be nothing left. There's going to be absolutely nothing left by the time I get there." but I was able to find three tickets for me and my two friends. And we uh, we were in the very, very tippy top of the stadium. Yeah, but you were in the but building. But you were in. But we were, were in. in. That's we were breathing the in. same air as in. Taylor Swift, and in. that's the important part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. So, Emily, where do you go to church these days? Uh, I am a parishioner at St. Luke's in Lakewood. Ah, very nice. Yeah. And what do you like about church there i think my favorite my old stomping grounds now yeah yeah you were our our deacon deacon intern is for, that what you're yeah, called i guess yeah that's about right for a while um i think my favorite thing about saint luke's is that it's a wonderful cross-section of the church there's plenty of like people sure. who have lived in lakewood who their entire lives and you know raised kids who went to saint luke's school there's also a ton of young families there's a thriving young adult community like it's to me it's just like it's what the church should be right it's all of us together it's not any one like section of the group and the people there have been nothing but welcoming and wonderful to me since I joined and Father Kevin Albert's a pastor there they have a beautiful statue of St. Luke the artist uh, just behind the church that you ought to check out Max Hall one of the young adult minister folks there does a lot of things PSR I know Emily you teach PSR for him from time to time I yeah I teach fifth grade and I only have three kids in my class right now. So wow. if you are a parent of a child in elementary school and you send your kid to public school and you live in Lakewood, you should join us for PSR because it's a good time. And fifth grade is sacraments, which is a really fun curriculum right. to teach. Right. That's parish school of religion for those who are not informed of what these acronyms are. We're a church of acronyms sometimes. <laughs> and so our readings for this, for this coming Sunday uh, are... First reading is from Isaiah. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call to him while he is near. One of the things that I think we always think about is that young people don't have any religious experience. However, they have a bunch of experiences that can bring God to mind for them. The concert might be one of them. You know, sports might be another one. So the God is everywhere. Find God in all things. And I went with the gospel. It's the workers in the vineyard. I love that one so much because 
It's not about economics. It's actually about salvation and relationship with the Lord. And at different points in people's lives, they come to know him. And if you realize that, then you're never going to be upset. If someone has a deathbed confession at the 11th hour, mm. you'll actually rejoice and say, awesome, you're getting the same thing I'm getting, which is the relationship with the Lord. So, Amen. Yeah. I was thinking about the first reading, too, um, the the your ways are not my ways, and the Lord reminds me of that frequently, <laughs> that his ways and my ways are not the same. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> so I'm going to go see the Taylor Swift movie that's coming out in October. Oh, my friends so and I are going to see that, too. Yeah, so I think that'll be fun. So I am a Swifty, I'll admit it. Yeah, I think I am, too, at this point. <laughs> How could you not be? She's so versatile. She's had a genre-defying career, like... I don't know. Yeah. Well, not only are we Swifties, we're all Catholic. And uh, if you're listening to us, we hope that you've enjoyed this question of faith. Oh, I almost forgot. At our ballpark mass, we had our softball league's all-star game. So here is another softball update. All right. The visiting team made up of players from Catching Flamingos, the Lakesiders, the Chosen Ones, the Ite Project, and the St. Vitus Lions, they took on a team made up of Big League Chew, the Southside Sabres, and the Westside Whitecaps. And so we're going to call the uh, the visiting team, which is the first team I made, we're going to call them the Ludwigs, because Jimmy Ludwig was the uh, manager of that team, and we're going to call the other team the Logans. And so the Ludwigs beat the Logans 9-2. to Big Ed Wenneberg of the Lakesiders, he had a big day. He had two hits and three RBIs, including a run-clearing triple that hit the fence in right field. It was the farthest ball anyone's hit maybe even all season. Uh, but he had three RBIs. Ben Pollock also had a nice day. He broke uh, the, the game away early in the game by uh, getting a base hit and driving in two runs. An amazing, amazing, amazing play by Joe Vicario, who uh, picked up a loose ball that was that was thrown away by an error and tossed it toward the catcher, a la Derek Jeter style, and they got the runner out of the plate and saved another run there. Uh, and the hitting side for the Logans, uh, Big Phil Lancata, three hits and two runs scored. Uh, he had a great day, and uh, Tyler Meter and uh, Tom Bruno each had an RBI apiece. Our own Emily Allen, our guest today on the program, with a nice hit to center field. Everybody had a great day. Ballpark Mass was fantastic, and we'll have this and a whole lot more next time on Question of Faith.